We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale ends Monday. Get a king mattress for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin for a savings of up to $600. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend just $4.99. And Friday through Monday, get a Beautyrest Queen mattress for just $99. Visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you for the best deal of the season. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. $99 mattress offer available in-store only to while supplies last. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. I, as always, am your host, Eric Burtzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades, joined by my co-host. I'm going to introduce Nathan first. Nathan and Dan, what's up, guys? Nathan, I can. I, we're going to hear you this episode. You know what, boys and girls, we have the audio issue resolved, <laughs> I hope. I mean, if, if I don't sound good right now, then we're in trouble. Um, but I sound good right now, so we're good, um, and uh, I'm glad... You sound loud right now. I wouldn't say good. Like you, people aren't. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. I'm going to have to blow out their speakers trying to hear what take you have. And then like we, t- <laughs> we chime in. <laughs> And we don't have crickets. So, I mean, this is like the best audio we've had in like three months. It's so. <sighs> a shame. Well, yeah, on that note, we would like to apologize to the listeners. And, and thanks for sticking with us. Uh, the last two episodes have been a little bit subpar audio-wise. So uh, we we're very aware of it and been working to resolve it. And uh, spoiler alert, Nathan has resolved it. 
It is resolved. And I am here as well. Excellent. All right. How was everybody's week week 10 or week 9 or whatever week this was? I'm starting to lose track, guys. Just another gross week of fantasy football. Uh, just, it didn't make sense, and good players were bad, and bad players were good, and I I don't I don't know I don't get it. I, I'm clo- I'm nearing retirement. I think this, this week, and I, I haven't brought up this take in a while. This week is the perfect example for why potential points are the dumbest rule in all of fantasy football. If you have the likes of Austin Eckler on your bench, you are not only losing because you didn't start Austin Eckler. You are losing draft position because potential points gives you those points that you shouldn't have had regardless. So, wait, is this it's a standard it's thing? I, I'm unfamiliar with this being a standard thing as far as the potential. All right, points b- go. before Nathan spoils your brain on potential points for rookie draft, Nathan, it's based on non-playoff teams. So I'm guessing that Austin Eckler being on a playoff team's bench isn't going to matter to anybody. Why can't he be on a non-playoff team's bench? He can well, be on literally what is, what's bench. another what's another what's another twenty points gonna do to somebody? If your team's bad, twenty points isn't gonna make a difference. But <laughs> if you have Austin Eckler every other week of the season, it's gonna ruin your draft position. That's such an outlier. This is such a boring open to the show. Can we move on? My God. Uh, Everyone loves my bench points takes. uh, The man that loves best ball format. It's his favorite format in the universe. Absolutely refuses to do anything with potential points. It's (laughs) the most, it's the worst take you've ever had, Nathan. Easily. All right, let's let's just dive into the show on that note. Uh, I want to let everybody know you can get a listener's only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the uh, NFL Podcast homepage on rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content, and it also helps support the pod. So you can contact us via email. That's rotovizradio at gmail.com or on Twitter at rotovizradio. Okay, let's dive into the week nine fun. Uh, so I guess we've we've alluded to it here. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's do the let's do the poll first. Um, and this poll this poll actually makes me feel sad and like breaks uh, breaks the spirit I have left as the season continues to roll on. Uh, this is Adam Thielen or Keenan Allen. Which which side are you guys on? Nathan, you can start. I, I know you. I know you're uh, a Keenan guy. I am a Keenan guy. Um, I'm slowly evolving into a Thielen guy. He was one of those guys that I was trying to sell in Dynasty Leagues this past offseason because I thought he was, you know, more of like the Charles Johnson type who's going to flash and then turn into nothing. And thankfully for me, most of the times I tried to sell, I was uh, thwarted in my attempts. So um, I did sell him once for Randall Cobb, which doesn't look great right now. But other than that, uh, I'm glad to have him on my rosters. But if presented to me the opportunity to trade him for Keenan Allen, I would do so right now. I think that Allen is the safer asset long-term, even though Thielen has looked really good. So what is, I mean, I guess what's the, what's your reasoning for that, for that take? Is it just like pedigree? Is it like, it's just the chargers are a bad situation this year. Is that kind of what you're putting all your chips on there? I mean, I I think that Allen's the better player and uh, he's going to be the number one in, in San Diego. I think that his counterpart in Mike Williams isn't going to take away as many targets as Stephon Diggs will take away from Theon. Okay, Dan. Um, I mean that's that's totally fair. I think I think this week, if any, and it's tough to judge somebody entirely based on one week, but um, to say that that Keenan Allen is you know up and and outright the better player, I, I think this week is is a really good example of an argument in favor of Adam Thielen. You watched him physically dominate Josh Norman, who maybe 
is you know regressing a touch. He's Man, not the same Josh Norman he's been, but he made him look like a fool on just about every route he ran. That touchdown catch where he just went up and just snagged it and just like like a like a baby on his back. It was that was pretty impressive. Um, so I definitely think the talent's there. I don't know that it's it's as much of a talent gap as it is like Nathan alluded to a um, a target gap. I think I think Keenan's going to end up seeing more targets uh, in, in this in the, you know the near future, just because Diggs is so dynamic and they have to keep him involved. Plus, you're looking at next year they get Cook back, um, and, and Kyle Rudolph's still there. There's a lot of targets to go around. Uh, in LA, they're not really using you know Hunter Henry or their their tight ends at all. Um, yeah, they're really not. We, we, we just saw Austin Eckler have a weird odd week. Melvin Gordon's been involved in the passing game, um, but there's no one really scary there to take things away from Keenan. Yes, they did draft Mike Williams highly, uh, and they expect to get him working once he's healthy and up to speed. But I yeah, I think this is really close right now. I don't know that I'd trade one for the other. To be completely honest, I think that's how close this is for me. Man, that's that's crazy, and and I have, I guess, a confession to make that I have held out on Adam Thielen, waiting for him to fall back to earth, and I have literally no shares and have never had a share of Thielen. I spent uh, I spent a lot of off season and the end of last season buying from either non contenders or just in the off season getting them for cheap. People for from people that had kind of the mindset of oh he won't be the same you know this is Diggs offense and this and that and the other thing and and we have been pretty fortunate to see Case Keenum do what he's done but this offense is built for a guy like Keenum well it's really built for a guy like Teddy Bridgewater but Keenum fits into it perfectly so um, we'll see how long the Keenum road lasts but yeah. I, I mean we're gonna see Teddy eventually and I don't know if that's good or bad for Thielen I, I'm leaning towards bad. I mean, it could, could it get much better at this point with the way that the, the target share is going out there. Uh, yeah, this is it's still Keenan for me, but it's it's getting tough to stay in love with Keenan Allen these days. Uh, we're hit, we had a rough patch in our relationship here, and uh, you know, just we're just grinding through it for for better or for worse is what is the is the vow I took with Keenan. So it's funny that uh, we're here though because he really hasn't been that bad. He's just had a couple no. of odd weeks. I mean, the, the target share is still there. He's still putting up fine numbers. He's just he's not really scoring. But that team is so bad that it's either Melvin Gordon or bust. Yeah, I mean, well, he's putting up points like 11 in PPR a week, and that's not right. going to break the bank. Like, it's it's not what you want with your second-round draft pick in Dynasty. Right, and that's that's the issue, too, is it, is it becomes, you know, you're you're expecting your wide receiver, too, like you drafted him as, to be putting up 16 to 20 points or, you know, something in that realm. And, or at least exploding every now and then for, like, 35, yeah, right, you know? Right, 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 having that big upside. And, and I don't know that that's there. Um, it's not like the Brandon Cooks where he could score 40, but he can also score two. Um, I, I just think it's kind of a – he's more of a wide receiver three, four-ish kind of guy, but his he's good enough where he shouldn't be in that in that talk. He should be further up, and, and I, I just think the Chargers are holding him back, honestly. Phillip Rivers' arm is completely dead. Yeah. Um, all right, well, any uh, predictions on where this poll lands? Um, Nathan, without cheating, what do you think? I'm going to go 58-42 Thielen. For Thielen? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go... Every time time we've done these polls, it's always been, you know, we we have one trending up, one trending down. The trending up is always, always, always overreacted. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, uh, I will go Keenan Allen, and like I said, I will, I would, I would trade Thielen for Keenan, and I think that was kind of the synopsis across the group. Um, I, I still think I have faith that Twitter is not that crazy and still has Keenan Allen valued higher than Thielen. I'm gonna say sixty-two thirty-eight Thielen. Ooh, for Thielen, God, okay. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go fifty-five forty-five for Keenan. Uh, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to stick it on that <laughs> side of the fence. We, went, we wanted to put this a beer bet on this, a, a root beer bet for me, and you guys get real beer? <laughs> you know, I, no, because I think you guys might be cheating and looking. Is what I, I haven't looked. My, my phone's on airplane mode, and I haven't, <laughs> moved my, I haven't moved my windows on my computer. Yeah, but, like, Nathan's smirking, and I don't trust him one bit. Yeah, but he always looks like that. He's such a smirk. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, almost dropped an F-bomb there, even though we have the explicit tag. Trying to keep it we, clean for your families, folks. Hey, we don't have the explicit tag on our on our own, by the way. So that's oh, all right. Well, you know, it's correctly shown as family friendly. And I did tell my aunt uh, at dinner this weekend that the that our, my nine year old cousin could listen to the show and there wouldn't be any cursing. So, ooh, I'm glad I held my tongue. <laughs> Ten year old cousin. I don't know. However old my cousin is these days. What's up, dude? Hi, uh, Eric's cousin. <laughs> all right uh let's dive into let's dive into kind of the week nine discussion here uh we've kind of alluded to it and maybe we're beating a dead horse at this point but uh uh is austin eckler and he is like is he really going to be worth a pickup uh if he's under waiver wire and and do we really see any long-term dynasty value or and does he does he do anything to melvin gordon's value yes he's worth a pickup simply because i mean unless you're in like a 20 roster spot league a, a guy that is a backup in a you know, heavy passing offense. Uh, it definitely deserves a roster spot, especially if you have Melvin Gordon on your roster. I don't think that Eckler really impacts Melvin Gordon's long-term value. Uh, I think it's more of just, you know, what every other backup is that not like the Tevin Coleman level backup, it's your generic level backup to a workhorse back. So basically like what Malcolm Brown is to Melvin Gordon, I mean to Todd Gurley or something like that. So <clears throat> I think that, this does give Eckler some like hand, he he goes from basically no value to some handcuff value, and I'm not saying that if Melvin Gordon gets hurt, Austin Eckler all of a sudden goes off, but he does go from you know desperation play to startable if Melvin were to get hurt. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. I I think I think you're right, Nathan. I think he's definitely worth a pickup, and I know most leagues you're probably seeing him already rostered, especially when you're talking about 26 to 30 roster spots. Um, even in shallower ones like 20 roster spots, I think you kind of seeing him mostly owned just because he has been getting some work in that offense. Um, just because of the way that they use him, he, they, they use him kind of as an extra wide receiver um, to kind of spell Melvin Gordon. If he's, you know, had 20, 20 rushes for 14 yards or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> so they, they like to give him a break. They like to get Eckler in there and, and he's, <clears throat> he's, just, I mean, he's good enough as a pass catcher to to keep him in there. It's not, it's not like he's a, a major liability when I have him on the field. So, um, I, I think realistically, yeah, he's he's a solid pickup, not a ton of value, but yeah, with Gordon on your roster, I think Eckler's important to have. Yeah, I mean, I've really only got one thing to say here, uh, and that is to just to highlight that Dan's uh, uh, Brandon Oliver take was really really bad. Dude, he was so good. He was so good. <laughs> he was like three and a half feet tall, just a little bowling ball. But he caught. He caught everything. And I, 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 I threw a dart at the board and uh, I missed. And and yeah, you hit the you hit the phone behind it. Yeah, absolutely. yeah I, I hit the phone behind it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I. 
I agree completely with you guys. I think that this is overreacting to this is like, you're just, it's just kind of one of these anomaly weeks where like the backup running back got in some weird spots and broke off a couple of runs for TDs. It's not anything crazy. It's not an indictment of Gordon. Uh, I do agree with you, Nathan, that he is a pickup. So I don't really have a lot to add other than make fun of Dan. Okay. Let's move on to, uh, to another, well, a, a, a truly dynamic backfield right now. And that is uh, Ingram and Kamara. Uh, in the uh, in the New Orleans Saints backfield, both have been just basically in the off position. Like they've just been partying with no pants for like the last three weeks. Uh, ever basically ever since uh, ever since Adrian Peterson left, they have been having a no pants party for your fantasy team. Yeah, being forced to give AP touches was not really great for anybody involved. Um, obviously, we saw we've seen a little bit of a resurgence and tons and tons and tons of touches for AP in Arizona, but right. we don't care about him. We're interested in New Orleans. These guys are both phenomenal. We've known Ingram has been good. Um, it was kind of a Sean Payton you know, <laughs> hating fumbles or just not liking yes. Mark Ingram for some reason, and we haven't seen any of that this year. At least I haven't noticed it. Um, well, he realized was, how bad it could have been like, with an insubordinate <laughs> right. player. He's like, right. holy crap, that Adrian Peterson guy is crazy. Come on back, Ingram. <laughs> that guy's nuts. Um, I think it was, yeah, what did I say on the show one time? It was like, that, that's like your crazy ex-girlfriend, and then you start dating <laughs> a really crazy girl, and you're like, that girl wasn't crazy at all. <laughs> that's so perfect. Um, but yeah, Kamara is one of those guys that, that I was really in love with, with uh, through the entire draft process and leading up to the combine and everything. Uh, love the tape that I saw and I mean he's showing exactly what I saw on the tape he's he's good you know behind the line of scrimmage as an a true runner and he's an awesome receiver uh, a lot of people were worried about his work share and and yeah. you know things like that at Tennessee but you know if you're good you're good it doesn't matter if you're splitting time these guys and, and New Orleans has proven it time and time again that they're gonna get their running backs involved especially with Drew Brees getting a little bit older that arm maybe not having as much pop on it these guys are protecting Drew just as much as that offensive line is. So I, I think they're going to keep them working. They're going to keep Mike Thomas involved in this offense. Is just, I mean, those three are going to are going to be you know stars for as long as Breeze is still in the league, and we'll see what they do here in the near future. Yeah, I, I like definitely like both these guys. I have an anger on a few rosters. I, I whiffed on the Kamara draft process. I, I looked at his you know box score scouting and thought it, it was an under uh, an overrated prospect and. It's clearly not the case now, um, but if I were to play like a devil's advocate of why these guys aren't good buys right now, this is kind of reminiscent of what we saw from Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman in a historically efficient offense in Atlanta last year, and we're seeing more of the same in New Orleans right now. So while both can be fantasy produ- uh, can ha- have fantasy production each week, I think that them sustaining this as long as they're in the same backfield together is going to be hard to sustain, uh, especially year over year. Yeah, it's it's uh it's been impressive. I mean, Kamara's if we did a draft today, Kamara would go where in a rookie draft today if you redid the 2017 rookie draft. Like 107. Basically where he went just because everyone else has been so good that got drafted early except for Mike Williams. Except for Mike Williams. Yeah, I was about to say that's the one, right? Um, I don't I don't know that I don't know that I'm t- you know, he might be like 105 104 even, 105 104. Um, I mean, he's in that mix with, well, no pun intended, Mixon. Um, Easily, yeah. I mean, he might be better than Mixon other than he's not a bell cow. And, I mean, what we're seeing with with Kamara is virtually what everyone thought Christian McCaffrey was going to be. Christian Christian McCaffrey is an amazing wide receiver, one of the best 
skill <laughs> skill players catching the ball. He is not an NFL running back. I am sorry. He is still going to put up a ton of points, but Kamara is doing what everyone wanted McCaffrey to do. So why is he not? Why, those guys should real, realistically be in the same conversation for that 103 spot. I think we can comfortably say that. Um, and with Dalvin Cook in there as well, obviously he's on the IR, but um, this is this is really a solid class. And I know Nathan tweeted it out the other day that, you know, what do we what do we think of 2017 versus 2015 class? And and this is, I mean, just as strong, if not stronger, of a class. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, okay, let's let's then uh, put on our hat since this is a dynasty show. Um, let's talk about valuation for each of these players right now, since I think it's been a while since we've really taken uh, some time, or at least I know since I've taken some time to consider what each of these players is worth. Um, so Ingram, where is your valuation on him moving forward? Uh, what are you willing to pay Nathan uh, to get him on your team? See, this is difficult because if I look strictly at points and, you know, uh, projected feature production, I would say a mid first, but because I know I don't have to give that because it's weird. Cause like Ingram has name value, but he doesn't have like, name value that would make him be worth a mid first. So I it's think almost it's, like reverse name value. It's like people have hated him for so long when he came into the Sean league. Payton, like, Sean Payton has hated him for so long and that's what drops his name value. Sure. I mean, but, but people invested a lot in Ingram and he just, he just pooed the bed for three, for three years. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I give like a, a late first and a late second for Ingram. I give a mid first for Kamara uh, for sure right now. I, I'm, I think that people who are going to try and, you know, discount Kamara right now would be saying, oh, it's Drew Brees, he's old, yada, yada, yada. I, I think <laughs> I think Kamara is still going to be good, even in a post-Drew Brees Saints offense. Yeah, so Kamara's what, a real deal. Uh, I, I think we see I think we see him probably stick around for a while. I don't know what Ingram's um, cap situation is, what, what kind of contract he has. Nathan, you got something? No, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm done projecting – marking them to lead the saints because i I, (laughs) you've been guessing on it for like four years now and it still hasn't happened so as far as i'm concerned he's a saint for life (laughs) that yeah that's that's probably true but i I think i I think amar is a real deal i I don't think um you know they they probably both have similar value right now just because of how ingram's producing but as a dynasty asset i I think you have to say kamara's probably worth an early to mid first um any possibly any non barkley any non 101 um, is a realistic yeah. sell for Kamara. I don't think I'm buying that high, um, but I think that's a realistic sell. Ingram mid-ish first at 107 to 110 range. Um, I don't you know don't that you're getting him for less than that. You don't have to give 107, but I don't think you're getting him for less than that. Uh, as much as we as much as we think, you know, the the age thing, and he's not even old, but um, you know, the reverse name recognition and all yep. of that stuff. I, I don't think you're getting him for anything lower than like 108. Yeah, yeah not right now. Nobody, nobody who has him is interested in selling him. I mean, I have him in a lot of places, and I'm like, yep, he's going to accidentally win me some leagues this year. I think uh, nobody's but, interested in moving I mean, I except for the right. Miller. What's that? Hi, Ty. Nothing. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about uh, another duo uh, for the uh, uh, for the Vikings here, and that's uh, one of our namesakes at the beginning of the show, Adam Thielen and uh, Stefan Diggs. Um, right, I guess I'll just ask the question: Is the gap between these two that big anymore, as far as dynasty value goes? I, I still think that there's a gap, but I think it's more of like if I'm trying to tra- trade Thielen to get to Diggs, I'd give up like Thielen and an early second, whereas at the beginning of the year I would have easily given 
like I meant first and Dion for Diggs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking about a, a wide receiver one versus a wide receiver two uh, in in dynasty value perspective. Um, Diggs is has an amazing trajectory. Um, I what we did a a, a Devil's Trade Bucket article not that long ago. Nathan and I did, and I I stated in there that Diggs had every bit of potential that Odell Beckham had, and and, and people kind of were like, "Oh my God, are you serious? You really think that?" And I really do. I think Diggs can be that guy. I think he can be a top five dynasty asset. I don't think he's very far away from that. Um, his health has been an issue, but he's so dynamic when he's on the field and, and he changes that offense a lot and, and makes everyone scary around him because now you have, now you have Thielen, you have Diggs, you have Rudolph and when healthy, you have Dalvin cook in the backfield. Obviously Jarek McKinnon's done all right for them. Yeah. You got Case um, Keenum. You don't have enough. There. Yeah, you have to now. You have to shadow Case Keenum too. You have to keep that that linebacker on him as a spy. Um, you don't have enough defenders to cover all those guys. So I think I think they help one another, and I think they're both. I think Diggs is a solid wide receiver one, um, and I think Thielen is easily a wide receiver two. Uh, I think mid wide receiver two. Even we, I, I think. We're proving that if we're talking about Keenan Allen and him being in the same conversation, right? And and I think I think they're close. I think I think Keenan Allen and Thielen are are right on the same line. Um, and yeah, is this this Minnesota Vikings team is going to be good, especially if if Treadwell continues to develop and and get more playing time. He looks like he's committed to the bit. He's out there blocking and doing all that stuff. So they're they're relatively deep right now. This could this could be a good team. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I, I've, I've, my love for Diggs is knows no bounds, and I've, I've held on to him, and I have him in almost every single league. Uh, that's not even – that's not hyperbole. I, I really do. I have Thielen and none maybe just because I'm bitter and want Diggs to have all the share. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's super interesting value-wise. I mean, is, is Diggs in the first round for you of Dynasty Startup? He's right at the end of the first round for me. Not probably early second, late first, uh, just because you have to make room for the running backs. Yeah, same it, for me. Okay, and then we're putting uh, Thielen. Thielen for me is like third round, probably. He creeping in any of your second rounds? No, like early, like early, early third. Early okay. third. I, I think that's yeah. probably fair. Uh, which basically puts Diggs worth what, like two firsts, and Thielen worth a very early first, probably. It's so hard to judge because I I see so few of those just straight two first for a player, three first for a player deals anymore because people who are hoarding those first aren't typically trading them for veterans. So, um, I yes, I would say, I would say that Diggs is worth more than two first, so maybe two and a half first, and Theon is worth like one and a half. Okay, I think that's yeah. fair. I, I, if you if you're just gonna throw a random first label on it, I think that's almost spot on. Um, I do worry that we might fall into. Uh, and I'm not saying everybody did it, but I, I worry we might fall into the same spot we did with Jordy Nelson and people are just like, oh, you know, it's whatever. He's not going to be anything great. When when we're talking about Thielen, I, I think there's a really good comp there. Um, I think we need to start valuing this guy correctly because we took so long for us to get on to Jordy and, and it, you know, people were stealing him in drafts. And, and I think we need to, we need to correct this value before it gets crazy. Yeah, and this is actually I was gonna I was gonna use an example, and and that was that was the one I was gonna use when I was talking about how I just haven't bought into into Thielen yet, and then I'm gonna look up and he's gonna have Jordy's value, and we're not that far away at this point. Uh, and I think that the the look, looking back, I think those are very similar situations that are playing out for us if uh, if Thielen keeps on this trajectory. Yeah. Um, okay, Devonta Freeman. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I don't think Thielen will get to peak Jordy. 
uh, just because of the Rogers difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, Case I, I would, Keenum, Dan Case Keenum, <laughs> Eddie Bridgewater. All right, let's let's calm down a little bit. Um, yeah, I, and right now I'd much rather have Thielen. Obviously, I, I have no issue making that kind of a deal. Um, so yeah, it's just it, I don't think we can we can get peak Thielen to peak Jordy. Just yeah, Aaron Rodgers is that big of a difference. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Um, and I just hinted to it. So uh, Devonta Freeman is uh, is screwing you in all of your leagues right now. Um, is it is it time to panic? We knew there, we knew regress, regression was coming. I mean, we we talked about it all off season how how impossibly efficient that Atlanta offense was. Um, you know, there's the yards and stuff are still there. It's the touchdowns that was never going to maintain. It just it was impossible. The way I think Matt Matt Ryan had his his highest touchdown percentage based on the amount of throws that he threw by like an incredible amount, incredible margin, and it was like a top five touchdown percentage in the last ten twelve years, something like that. It's it it just wasn't going to maintain, um, and now we're dealing with Freeman injuries. So um, the second concussion this year, and those are the kind of injuries you have to worry about. It used to be, oh my God, ACL, his career's over. And now it's like, all right, concussion, he's not the same. Um, so it's, it's a weird spot. And, and I don't know if the team's committed to both backs, if, if they're, you know, just going to kind of let it work itself out. Um, but I think Freeman is a comfortable sell for me. He's been a sell since last year. Since what is your sell up. valuation at though? Got to be, uh, I mean, a mid first. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't even know that I'd push to get more at this point. I, I think I'd be happy just to get him off my roster. Yeah, I think that I don't think he's a, a plain just sell for whatever you can get type asset. I think that he's, uh, and we've talked about this before, especially when the player is injured, is trading for a similarly ranked player in ADP and throwing on a late pick to see if that'll get the job done. So if I can trade Devonta Freeman in a piece for Melvin Gordon or Devonta Freeman in a piece for like Leonard Fournette, that, that might be asking a little bit much. But yeah. I, I think that trying to move for another running back ranked in that like four to nine range is definitely the move to make if you're looking to get out from under the concussion risk and just the risk of him just not being as good as he once was. That's that's interesting. Again, another guy I don't have any shares of in Freeman um, and and almost talked myself into investing in him this offseason, Nathan. So I almost pulled a U uh, with CJ Anderson, but uh, but I held off. So I, I can say I didn't curse him. But yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree. I think that the, the value there is just tough to do, especially now that this offense is not nearly as, as prolific as it was last year. Um, so I think those are, I think those are good takes. Uh, Dan, why don't you tell us about our sponsor draft? So the draft app has been a massive hit. We talk about it every single week. They, I mean, they, they treat their customers, right. They have awesome games. Everything is good about this application. Um, we still have our little promo going on. If you use our promo code RB radio, uh, on your first deposit, you get a free game. So even if you, you know, you're not really sure about it, you can hop in and give it a try for free once. It's so much fun. Uh, I tried to get a late night one going the other the other day before, um, before kickoff. I think it was on Saturday, and try to get a five dollar game going. And Nathan was too stubborn to hop in, but you know, <laughs> some other cool people hopped in, and and uh, um, it's uh, it's it's so good. I mean, you re- you really can't beat this app. It's you know, you, you have you have like thirty second 
pick or um, time between picks and you have a full draft, uh, obviously not doing like 20 rounds or anything like that, but you have a full draft in like four minutes. It's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an amazing app and definitely something unique if you want to try it out. Uh, as, as Dan mentioned, make sure you download the app draft app and then uh, you can use promo code RV radio, uh, get your first free game. Uh, also, if you don't have a smartphone, if you're still rocking that flip phone technology, uh, you can get on your uh, on your desktop and uh, go to playdraft.com and you can get in on the fun as well. All right, let's move on to uh, the overall wide receiver one drafted this uh, this offseason by pretty much everybody. Uh, and that's Corey Davis. Uh, I guess I'll just kick to Nathan to talk about him. Yeah, I lamented this as he scored the touchdown and then he got reversed into a touchback. Uh, whenever, whenever a rookie or pretty much any player is injured and comes back from injury and then scores a touchdown, everyone's like, oh, well, there goes your chance to buy low on Corey Davis. And I was like, well, there was not really ever a buy low on Corey Davis. Maybe there was a little bit with like people valuing Leonard Fournette over him or Kareem yep. Hunt over him. But that's, that's not really buying low. That's just a change in, in rookie valuations. Um, I still don't think there's a, a there ever was a buy low in Corey Davis, but he didn't end up scoring that touchdown. So um, if it if it existed before that happened, it still exists now because he still hasn't really done much on at least on the box score. So um, go out and try and buy Corey Davis because uh, apparently there was a buy low, low window before Sunday. I mean, I think the buy low window exists. I, I think he's not. I mean, if, if, I don't think he's got one hundred and one valuation right now. Um, I think he's much more like middle of the pack type player. Uh, you're advocating everybody to go out and buy him, Nathan. What are, what kind of valuations would you be? What kind of deals would you be trying to make for Corey Davis? Would you be trying to pick pick him off of owners? I mean, I would I would make a deal like uh, Thielen plus something for Corey Davis. I would make a deal uh, any any non Barkley first for Corey Davis. Uh, I would. Um, you know, basically, those are probably the two ranges I would go. You take like a third or fourth round startup pick player and try and trade trade up to Corey Davis, or try and trade a high rookie pick for him. The whole Dan, time you, you guys mentioned, uh, yeah, I would say the whole time you guys mentioned the the buy low window existing or not existing. All I could think of was that SpongeBob meme, and there's no buy low window. That's all I could think of the entire time. I don't understand that reference at all. At oh all. man, it's such a good reference. We'll have to have a talk about it later in Boxer. Um, Unbelievable. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. I, I need to have my kid longer. <laughs> yeah, Davis is and like like Nathan said, and I think it was it was really smart. It's not it's not exactly a buy low window. It's other people outperforming what their value was, so they're moving up. Um, the I mean, his ability hasn't changed. He just needs to be healthy. Mariota needs to be healthy. That team is still kind of working through some things. There's nothing super enticing about it right now. Uh, it still seems like the and them trying to ease Derrick Henry into into that backfield, maybe we'll see. Um, but Davis is still—I mean, he's clearly the wide receiver one from this from this past um, <laughs> rookie class. I don't think there's, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything really uh, debatable there. Uh, we just need to see him stay on the field and, and stay healthy. And, and I think as we do, he'll start creeping back up into into where he was in startups, getting into that that mid second round again. Um, just because he is that kind of a player and he is strong enough, he'll get those those touches in, in Tennessee um, that we're seeing guys like uh, Taiwan Taylor get or uh, Eric Decker starting to have some good games. So I think yeah. once we see 
Davis on the field consistently, he'll build that relationship with Mariota and he'll start thriving. Yeah, I mean, uh, looking at the box score from last week, uh, Corey Davis had a, had a relatively quiet stat line and four for 48, um, but he did lead the team in targets uh, with 10 targets, uh, pretty much over, like towering over everybody else as far as the targets go. Uh, I think Delaney Walker had nine here, but uh, as far as the wide receivers go, it's very clear that they want to get him the football. So I think if you – there, it's just a matter of time till there's a Corey Davis breakout game is I guess what I would say. So Yeah. Absolutely agree. You, and, 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 it might, and it might be next week. And and before we move on to something else, or Nathan has a take, can we talk about how like how enticing this this Tennessee team is? How young how their young pieces just look like every week they look like they're just gonna be a monster in the in the near future. You have Mariota quarterback, you have potential monster in Derrick Henry in the backfield. You have Corey Davis, you have uh Taewon Taylor, you have Johnu Smith. I mean, this this team can be, and their offensive line has gotten so much better, and they're going to continue to get better. They need to work on that defense. But this this team for there's a lot of guys in, that it could be worth a lot in dynasty or in the near future. Yeah, absolutely, and that, that's. I mean, I think that they're a team that the team that's been trending up pretty much since the Mariota pick is they they solved that and then put all their picks in the right places. It would seem, uh, and are now just basically trying to accrue weapons to make it happen and stay healthy. Right, and Staying I mean, but, is the most important. I mean, but that's just the NFL. Yeah, right. I mean, you just can't control. You can't control the weather, and as far as I'm concerned, that's the weather. Um, <laughs> is there anybody on this team that you're trying to get out from under? Because there are a couple of older guys on this team, um, and I think that there's uh, like the Rashard Matthews, uh, Delaney Walker, Demarco Murray. These are all players that still have some dynasty value. Are, are these players that? If you're not, I mean, obviously, if you're not contending, probably trying to get them off your team is a very, very smart decision. Um, but if you're teetering, is this something that you're you should be really looking at those guys to get them off your team because their value is going to start to dissipate even this season? I think that the veterans, the the, the value that was going to dissipate is already dissipated. So I think that it's more of all the, all the Titans players, from what I can see, are correctly valued. You know, the guys that you would want to sell out from are being, you know, cheaply sold on the markets where you're better off just keeping them. So, uh, yeah. I mean, oh, I saw DeMarco Murray traded for Jamison Crowder today, and Crowder is a, is a player who really hasn't done anything this, so far this season. So, I mean, DeMarco Murray at least gives you a piece that's going to uh, help you win this year. Yeah, that's a classic kind of buy low, sell low type of, type of deal. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think probably the only – the only person that's super enticing to a, a competitor is DeMarco Murray. If he can stay healthy just because we've right. seen what he can do. He's still putting up the numbers uh, mostly when he's not injured. Well, he's, he's in a full blown timeshare right now. So this is where I, I, I think coming off of this two touchdown week, which was a little bit fluky. I, I don't have, I don't have a problem. I, this is where you should get off that train. If you haven't already. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. No, I, I agree. He's, I agree. He's still a sell, but I don't know that it's a full blown timeshare. Derrick Henry's not getting 15 touches, you know, every game. Um, he's still he's still got the target or the the touch share that you know is decent to have. Uh, obviously, he's not an RB one, maybe low end RB two at this point, but I still think he's worth probably a late first. Um, he's worth more to a contender uh, than anybody. Uh, same thing with Delaney Walker. I think mid second late second to a contender uh is about right richard matthews kind of in that same that same boat but as we see these these guys get healthy on the field i'm talking about their youth 
um, you you see the push to get the other guys off from Tennessee. So it is wise to get away from them now because I think the future is is kind of in the back right now. You know, waiting waiting for these guys to be done. All right, um, I think that's beating the beating the Titans to death there. But I think that was good good discussion. Uh, all right, and uh, as the seasons change, so does the Packers' backfield. Uh, Aaron Aaron Jones goes down, carted off the field this uh, uh, this early this game, and screws everybody who had him in their lineup, me included. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Jamal Williams comes in. Uh, Ty Montgomery comes in. Both seem to be competent in this game, uh, while the quarterback position was meddling. Uh, I guess, is there any, you guys have any takes on these two guys, Jamal Williams or, uh, or, or rebuying Ty Montgomery? This was a backfield full of mediocre talents that pe- uh, most people, including myself, were only buying into because of Aaron Rodgers being their quarterback. Uh, now that he is no longer their quarterback for the remainder of this season, I don't really have any interest in any of these guys. I, I think that, uh, whoever is the starting running back is like you know startable on a weekly basis, but nothing more than that. I don't think that any of these guys really have any sort of dynasty value. And if they do, you know, sell them off for an early second or a late first or whatever you can pretty much get. I I'm out on the talent of all all these guys. Um, and if one of, if one of them flashes enough to sell, then I would be selling. So is your is your thought um, is your thought that. Uh, they are going to address the position in the off season as far as like drafting somebody that uh, you you feel like nobody's emerged Jones Williams because Williams seems like he's getting a shot now got twenty carries last game um, and did okay twenty carries for sixty seven yards I mean it's not it's not a dumpster fire but it's also pretty pretty mediocre but I mean he's very clearly out carrying Ty Montgomery uh, after after Jones went down so I mean is there a play for for trying to get Williams or at least seeing what he's got or trying to sell Williams if you have him for like a second, if you could pull it off. I mean, the play was to buy Williams two days ago when he had zero dynasty value. And now that, yeah. you know, he has gotten a few carries, he's, you know, risen up in dynasty value. I would take a second for Williams right now. Um, I don't, I don't think there's much risk in, in doing that trade. I don't think he's going to explode into being some guy that's worth the first. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think that they necessarily address the position, position in the draft. They could do it through free agency or they could just, or they could just ride these three backs and have all of them be mediocre and Aaron Rodgers just run the show like he always does. I think there's a better chance that they, like Nathan said, that, that they uh, address the position through free agency just because this this class is going to be strong. People are going to go crazy about it. And um, the free agent backs are going to be weighted on just because they see if they can get their hands on one of these, th- this uh, 2018 class coming in. So um, I think McCarthy is more than comfortable doing a hot hand type scenario in that backfield. Um, I was a Williams guy coming in and I'm excited to see him get this opportunity. That offensive line is kind of a dumpster fire. Um, I mean, the whole team is sort of a dumpster fire right now, right? Yeah. Hundley looked, Hundley looked better though. He, he looked competent. He, he made some plays where it actually looked like he was watching Aaron Rodgers play football for the last three years. Um, But I, I think, I think Williams can be um most definitely a short yardage guy, a great pass block guy. Um, I just, he's not super, super dynamic. He's not going to blow the doors off anybody and take an 80 yarder to the house. Um, but he can absolutely ground and pound, you know, for a tons of like six or eight, 10 yard carries during the game, just because of how strong he is and his willingness to plow through somebody. So uh, I think I'm still holding on a second round valuation. I don't know that I'm moving him for that just because 
that's a lot of places what I have into him. So unless it's a really early second, I, I don't think I can move him just because now we're going to see if he actually can do it. I don't think you'd get that right now either. No. Uh, I just don't think I don't think anybody's buying into this. And and like I said, the pa- the Packers are just kind of a complete mess. I think Nathan hit the nail on the head. If if Rodgers was still in that situation, uh, that that would be that would be a different story. Whoever was yeah, very interesting. Would, yeah, it would be a much better story, and there would be a lot of value there. Okay, well that is uh that's the Packers backfield, and I've been informed that one of our uh, one of our team members would like to uh, address the group and the listeners. So uh, I will give the floor over to. Uh, the FF Salamander here for a take. All right, folks. Um, we've been talking about it potentially being this week for a while, and uh, everyone's favorite Jaguar coach to did activate you, him yet. Did you say Jaguar? Yes, because it's not Jaguar. That's a car. No, it's Jaguar. Um, this, bit, this bit has been done on like eight different fantasy podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is about to be D.D. Westbrook week. They are going to activate him, and he is going to make Marquise Lee and Alan Hearns look like schmucks. People are going to forget about <laughs> Alan Robinson, and he's going to make he's going to make Blake Bortles look like the second coming. Um, this, is this? Like, did you want to be serious with the takes? Like, do, I, I, do you I'm actually, actually believe he's good. Or is it... um, he he is no, a tremendous. Not, I'm not a, forgetting about Alan Robinson. Get out of here. Yes, we're going to all forget about Allen Robinson. He's a free agent anyway. No one cares. Um, but no, seriously, D.D. Westbrook is a legitimate threat here. Um, Bolitnikov winner. And like I said to these guys pre-show, if you go and look at that Bolitnikov list, there's an, an impressive amount of company on that list. Uh, last like 15 years or so, every single one of these guys was a star in the NFL, at least for a little bit. Uh, a couple of them may or may not have some drug and alcohol issues now and are weigh like 400 pounds. But um, this... <laughs> That was a Justin Blackman. Uh, I, I knew where you were going with that. Yes, I understand. Um, also, um, played for Jacksonville. So uh, there is that, hopefully. I don't think Dee's frame could support 400 pounds, though. Um, <laughs> okay. This is really <laughs> off the rails. All right. Go buy D.D. Westbrook now. Obviously, you're not going to give for up a good valuation. Uh, you probably could comfortably throw away like a late second just because they're not really worth all that much and people have just been chilling with Didi on their IR. Um, so if you need some wide receiver help, it's about to happen. You saw what he did in the preseason. He's explosive, catches everything thrown his way. Um, he's he's going to be a very good NFL wide receiver. I don't know that we're talking about an, uh, a wide receiver one, Um wide receiver two potentially low end one uh, at some point maybe but i think you have a legitimate uh a legitimate player on your hands here if you can go get him cheap that second seems too high for me i i maybe i'm just gonna make the mistake again of not buying in but i i just i'm not sure i'm i'm not as excited as you are rookie Damn. picks are overvalued uh, if you're if you're a contender and you have a second sitting there uh anything 208 and later um, throw it at DD and a third or something like that. It, it, people are looking for pick upgrades like that. Um, and if they have no use for uh, an extra wide receiver that's been sitting around doing nothing, I, I think a, a move like that makes a lot of sense. And you're getting yourself a potential star. All right, you heard it here first. Nathan, you want to uh, refute that or you want, you're going to go sell your seconds for DD Westbrook? I'll pass. <laughs> he's making a smirking face all right well this is the part of the show where uh we wrap up uh looking at the um 
looking at the the poll for the week, uh, it is confirmed that Nathan was in fact cheating. Uh, I see he's commenting on the aforementioned post during the <laughs> yeah. show uh, about forty <laughs> minutes ago. So uh, that's about the time we were rolling this thing out. So uh, cheater, cheater, Nathan over here trying to make bets. What's it at? <laughs> it is. We are 240 votes in, and it is 57% Adam Thielen, 43% Keenan Allen. 58%. I was pretty close for somebody who wasn't looking. Hey, it's still I was moving, actually pretty so. close for actually not looking because I, I said 62-38. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's tough to – I'm really impressed you got it right, Nathan, when you were watching the poll happen <laughs> in real time. <laughs> really good. Uh, uh, cheaters. Uh, all right. Uh, on that note, I want to r- r- let everybody know. Well, sorry. On that note, I want to remind everybody to rate and review the podcast. Five star reviews uh, are the best, and I think we dodged any one star reviews after the garbage, uh, garbage audio situation. So please, uh, that's the way people can find the show. Uh, so if you enjoy this show, uh, help others find the show as well. Uh, just not your league mates. Hopefully, uh, leave a five star rating and review. Uh, we read all those. We really appreciate it. Uh, it means the world to us. So uh, go go do that. And uh, for Nathan, Dan, and myself, I think this is a show, guys, and we don't have anybody on their phone. So let's wrap it. <laughs> Roll call. Kadoosh. Say bye, Nathan. Bye. Are you able to say bye, Nathan, or do you just say Kadoosh? Is that just all you're able to say? Kadoosh. <laughs> all right. Kadoosh. Kadoosh. Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. 
Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.